Welcome to the God and Your Business podcast. I'm Dr. Una, your host, the Jesus lover and serial entrepreneur. Each week, we will unlock timeless secrets for business success from the Bible. Regardless of your faith, I invite you to join me on this journey with the only thing you'll need, a healthy dose of curiosity. And now for the episode. Well, hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the God and Your Business podcast. I, I'm excited about this episode because I was talking to a friend of mine and she was like, man, it seems like you've been busy, but it seems like you're doing a lot of thinking work. And I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I have been doing a lot of work. I have big projects, but a lot of them are thinking projects because one of my the core areas of my business is the EntreMD Business School, which is a business school for physician entrepreneurs. And my big project this year is, you know, building out systems, building out the structure, building out the infrastructure of, of it so that my people can get even bigger results. They're getting great results, but they can get even bigger results. They can get bigger results more consistently. And I can, I have a container that can take on more people and still is big and small at the same time. And so it's bigger, but people still have that personal touch. And so it's a lot of thinking work. And I started explaining to her the concept behind it. And I said, Hey, you know, I'll come talk to my God and your business community and, and share it with you as well. And this all stems from, you know, the Bible says that we should be imitators of God. We should copy him, right? And so because we're made in his image and his likeness, we're, we're, you know, we're called to act like him. We're called to use his wisdom and things like that. So when you look at how God creates things or how he ensures the longevity of something, there's some trends you'll notice. So for instance, God knew that he wanted billions and billions and billions of people, but he didn't create billions of people. He created one man, and out of that man, he created one woman and put in them a system, right? So the reproductive system that now made sure they went on to create the billions of people. So he kind of created one set and then never created, never created any more. If you think about trees, for instance, he created the first set of trees. And in those trees, he put in them the seed. And that seed is the system that makes sure that the tree will produce a fruit with seeds and the seeds will fall to the ground and produce more trees that have more seeds in them, that will produce more trees, that will have more seeds. And that's how you have the whole world full of trees. And it's like he created it once and put a system in it for it to continue to create, right? If you look at God's plan of salvation, he wanted billions and billions of people to be saved. And, you know, Jesus came and Jesus downloaded his philosophies, his teaching, the roadmap for salvation, the discipleship system, right? Downloaded that into his disciples and left, <laughs> you know what I mean? And left. And the disciples have carried on that work for years and years and years and years. And so God works with systems so that when he does stuff, he's not doing the same thing over and over and over again. And if you think about your business, if you start becoming a system thinker, 
then what you do is you start building something that can work without you. And you start building something that will give you rest, will give you your time back. And, you know, I want to, I want to really bring you all the way home and, and pull out the application. So let's talk about five applications of this concept to your business. And please understand that this does not need to be perfect. This does not need to get anybody bent out of shape. This is actually supposed to make your business so much better. Okay. So for instance, number one is hiring your team, hiring your team. You may be at this point doing it intuitively, you know, so I put out an ad, I get somebody in, I interview them, I decide if I like them and stuff like that. And I hire them, but that's not, that's not, it's not systematic. You can't train somebody else to do it because you haven't downloaded what exactly it is you do, right? Chances are you're not doing it consistently. So sometimes you'll miss things that are red flags that you could have picked up on if you were following a system, right? And so for your in hiring process, you can decide, you know, make that a system where, okay, you have the job description, not one downloaded from the internet, but one that really demonstrates what exactly you want, right? And that features in your in your ad, right? Like this is the kind of person that I'm looking for and you have a screening process. So whatever that is, you have that set in stone, you have it documented so somebody else can pick that up and do it for you. You document what your interview questions are. And of course, those are guidelines. You're going to be able to veer off, but you want to make sure I at least cover these things. You want to have, you know, the number of interviews you would do. So for me, I don't do less than three interviews by three different people. That's, you know, that's kind of our hiring, part of our hiring system, how many you're going to do and what the follow-up is going to be. You're going to check references and all of those things. And you can have it documented because guess what? You can build your business to the point where somebody else runs the interviews, but you can't train them to run it if you don't have this documented. If you have this documented, then, and the first time you train somebody, you video record it, then you've put yourself in a position where it's one and done. Like once you train them once, you're you're done. This is a training. This is how you hire and blah, blah, blah. So that's just to throw out some, some ideas there. It could be onboarding the team. So you hire the person. What is the training? One of the, oh my goodness. Okay. So one of the things that happened when I first started hiring people is I used to get so upset that they didn't know what to do. Like, why can't they read my mind and just, you know, do all the things, but I hadn't downloaded exactly what I wanted and made it into a document or train them or taking the, you know, the time and the patience to train them. And so what, what is your onboarding system for your team? What do you do when you bring on new clients? How do you onboard them? What is their first experience with you? What are their next steps? The clearer you can make that, the more your business can work without your direct input on that same thing every single day. Number four, what's your customer journey? So you've brought them on, you've onboarded them, but what's their journey? Whatever your business is, right? You're a doctor. What's their journey from when they walk through the door to when they leave? You're a coach. What's their journey? They're working with you for six months. What what does that journey look like, right? You have a product. What is the journey? They buy it. They use it. Do do they know how to use it? Is there a community they can be a part of and and stuff like that? What What does that journey look like? And number five, if you're here, let me give you a secret. If you're here and you already run a business, 
there is a pot of gold in your business that you may not have leveraged at all. And that would be the people who have already used your service or your product and they love it, right? If you don't have a system for getting referrals, then you're leaving so much on the table, so many more people you can impact and so much more money you can make, right? And so what is that system? What is that system for asking for referrals, right? And where it's a system that can run without you is just running, right? And so once you become that system type thinker, your person who is like, okay, this is the process. It's always just been in my head, all jumbled up. And then you download it, you clarify it so you can document it, and then you train people to use it. And that becomes a system that can that can run on its own. It would help you with getting a team on board, the right team. It would help you with making your team productive because they are helping you do exactly what you want to do. And they will multiply your impact because anything you can do, you can train two, five, 10, a hundred, a thousand people to do it. And that's how you multiply your impact. You are one individual and you have 24 hours, but you can leverage the 24 hours of many other people if you start thinking in this way, okay? So I just wanted to challenge you with a new way of thinking, thinking in systems, thinking in how do I do this once, right? Or how do I set this up once? So then it becomes something that is running. Of course, people need to run it, but it's running without me needing to reinvent the wheel every single time I do this. Now, I will stop and say this here. When I say once, I mean you create it once, but you may need to deliver it a number of times before you can create it once. So let me explain what I mean by that. You may say, okay, I want to work this hiring thing. Like what exactly is my process? And maybe you've done it all these years, but you've never documented it. And then you document it. You want to take that document and maybe conduct a number of interviews. It could be three, it could be five, it could be 10. And so you can you can tweak it and, and troubleshoot it and make sure nothing's missing. And then you document the version that goes in the file uh, that, you know, you document the version you can walk away from, right? Of course, you're going to still evaluate and things like that on an ongoing basis, but you want to try, you want to create something, try it out a few times before you then say it is written. But of course, it's a living document. You can change as you go. But there is a place of practice as well. So don't get you know frustrated with the process. Just start it. And it's a lot, it's a it's a it's a lot of fun. It makes your life so much easier. If you are a coach and you run meetings, you can train others on how to run meetings because even if you think, no, there's just a way I do it, it's not really true. It's not really, it's not really true. You can you can download how you do it because you have a roadmap in your head. I mean, one of the best things you can do is start taking it off your head and onto paper, okay? I remember when, you know, in my private practice, I would see patients and they're like, oh, I only want to see Dr. Una and, you know, stuff like that. She's amazing, blah, 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 blah. And I had this hang up, like, you know, who would see the patients like I would? And they're used to having a certain kind of experience. And one day I was like, you know what? You are tripping like a thousand percent because- those things that you say that you do, those things are, you have a roadmap for them in your head. I'll give you an example. When I walk into the room, I would always compliment the parent or compliment the child. First things first. 
Oh my goodness, your hair is so beautiful. Oh my goodness, that has to be the cutest outfit I've seen it all day. Can I take a picture? I mean, I'm not going to have your kid in the picture, just the shoes, you know, like stuff like that. And I would do that because I know that that warms their heart up. That opens up their heart. It's not, it's not a manipulative thing. It's just, I mean, think about it. Some people go through a whole day and nobody's complimented them at all. You know what I mean? And so I do that intentionally just to, you know, brighten up their day and help them have a great experience at the office and those kind of things. But guess what? That's not something unique to me. That's not something that nobody else can do. But if I make it a system where I'm like, when you go into the room, compliment the parent, do this, do this, do that, then people can have us, they're not going to have the same experience because I'm me, but they, at the at the core is going to be the same. Fundamentally, it'll be the same. The flavor will be different, but fundamentally it'll be the same. So this is what I want you to do. I want, you're not going to do all five of these right, you know, right now, but I want you to pick one area. And I want you to start thinking in systems. Like, what is this system? Start documenting it. Start playing with that process. I'm telling you, this will help you build an organization that can run itself, that you can run through people. And this is the pathway to freedom. Otherwise, I mean, imagine God, if all these years, every time he has to create brand new trees. We do that in our businesses, but now we've learned the wisdom of God and we're going to stop. We're going to start documenting so we have a system and other people can run it. Okay. All right. So that's what I have for you today. This is what I'm doing in your business. I cannot wait to hear that you are doing this in your business too. It'll make all the difference. And I want you to share this episode with another entrepreneur in your life. They will thank you forever. And I will see you on the next episode of the God in Your Business podcast. You've been listening to the God in Your Business podcast. If anything you've ever heard on this podcast has helped you, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It really helps us get the word out. Thank you so much. And remember, you are not alone in business. You're doing business with God, the smartest being in the universe. See you next week.